I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst. The trailer booking at Billy Bones. A Paolo DiCaprio. West Ham United. We celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Um, Alright, alright, alright. It's a podcast, right? Get over it, guys. It's uh, season 10. I think it's episode 49. It could be episode 50. I should really pay attention more. Uh, we've got some guests with us. We've got five guests, not the Booches. They're still on their holidays. Um, but we've got some American cousins this week. So, without further ado, let me introduce you. New York State Dave, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my house, not in my shed, because the internet wasn't good enough, recording a podcast with you. And uh, his partner in crime, uh, for those who don't know, Dave is a blogger and match reporter on West Lamb Till I Die. His name is David Holdsink. Is that correct, Dave? No, but I like letting you suffer because you've never gotten it right. And I'm just, that's it. You just, whatever it is, it is. I I do know how to pronounce your partner crime's name because it's Jonathan Ross. Jonathan Ross. Uh, uh, So, uh, Jonathan, where are you and what are you doing? I'm in my office thinking of ways to sue uh, all the people who wronged my client Dominion Voting Systems. Ah, and and just to explain, you're a litigator in Texas. Does that does that make you a, a cowboy? Yeah, I don't know if it makes me a cowboy, but J.R. Ewing was John Ross. That was his name. That's right. So, do you have a cowboy hat? I've never. Oh, I have seen you with a cowboy hat. Actually, I'm sure I have a picture. Several cowboy hats and several cowboy boots. I live in Texas. Excellent. But you're not from Texas, are you, John? No, and I'm sure we'll get into it, but the way that uh, New York Dave and I know each other is we grew up together in New York. 
Right, well, let's move on to our usual reprobates. Um, I'll just say that it's good to have a real cowboy on, unlike the cowboy we normally oh, have. Oh, I wish... <laughs> I, I, I wish I had one of those titings, but I, I don't quite have it on my clean feed yet. Um, well, we might just introduce you. Um, Nigel, where are you? What are you doing? I'm on my sabbatical in my shed. Shedman. 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 There you go. Um, Thank you very much. I don't think you get the whole idea of this sabbatical lark, malarkey. Two weeks running. Wait, I don't wait, know. Wait. So, so couldn't I have had like the Dallas theme or something? I mean, was there any chord thought, Sean? Sorry, was there any what, John? Chord thought, but I just got it. That whistle did it for me. I'm good. Continue. Good. Yeah, wanted the Dallas thing. You wanted. Ah, got, got you, got you. Um, last but not least, Canning Town, then. Where are you? What are you doing? Well, I think I probably am least, to be fair. But I'm doing. Um, uh, I'm in my studio, doing face painting my portraits of my customers, and doing tolerating you lot, doing a podcast. And one of your customers is on today, isn't it? Every one of you are customers. All of you. Do you not remember? Or... Well, 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 all right. Well, I'm talking about paying customers, right? I'm talking about yeah, paying customers. Paid. You have <laughs> paid. Oh, no, you're yeah. right. You're right. That's I have me. paid for... Uh, yeah, Even you're right. Nigel's paid me money. Yeah, Nigel. you're right. You're right. I know. Yeah, we did We did pay you some money. Um, so the old one out is John, where he's not paid you any money. Yeah, got it as a gift. Yeah. Lucky John. So what we all have in common is we've all been drawn by Canning Town Len. There you go. Yeah. Expertly well, now done. Now you can all have your face painted in your Euro 2000 team. Right. Which, what, uh, you two being American, are you taking any notice of the Euros or don't give them a Oh, they've been watching it all. Almost yeah. every game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's in many ways my favourite tournament, even more so than uh, the World Cup. I... I just love it. Always have. Yeah. Every game is live here. Though. Though, you? What time are you watching it there? Uh, we you had start Scotland in the morning. 9 a.m. my time, 8 a.m. Uh, Scotland uh, check game. And then they're, they're, it's what, 9, 12, 30, and then 3 Eastern time. Those do, are the. So, do, do you yeah. twos do any work? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, let's, do you, you know what? Let's start. Let's have a little butcher's hook at used twos. So let's start with, with you, Dave. So, you know, obvious thing. How did you get in? You know, you're New York State. You don't sound that East End. You don't, don't sound like an expat. Talk to us about how you got into West Ham and, and why you support the Hammers. Well, you actually met. Both, well, Len didn't, but Nigel and you, Sean, have met the reason why. So I, I had a next-door neighbor at my old flat in New York City, uh, early 90s, 1990, and she ended up meeting a guy on a plane named Derek, Derek Price, who had a season ticket at Upton Park with his father and his two brothers. He, uh, Michelle, his ex-wife, I kept him in the divorce. I haven't seen her in 10 years. I have no idea where she is. Um, he come into my apartment and watched the 
30-minute Premier League highlight show on cable TV when he would be visiting. And I, my parents were European, so I had a season ticket to the Cosmos. I have always loved football, um, but I didn't have an English team. And, you know, for no other reason than he supported West Ham, so it gave me, like, ah, let me, I'd look, I would check, I'd be interested. And then next thing you know, I'm flying over to go to Anfield in 1994 to see my first live game. And Your I Liverpool game. So you started off as yeah. a Liverpool fan and then sm- swapped no, to West Ham. No, no. Fuck that. Are you kidding me? No. In fact, it was a nil-nil draw. Tony Cotty got red carded and we sang and were better than you 10 men. I'm sure Nigel could tell you minute by minute, play by play of what happened that day because I'm sure he was there. Is it like your, your support of West Ham... Is it like you've got an American football team and a baseball team and then you've got a soccer team? Is that how it works or is it all-encompassing West Ham? I, I I definitely follow other sports and I've had, you know, my moments of, of you know, joy and terror with my favourite baseball team, New York Mets. You know, I don't really like NFL that much. I just don't. Um, my my childhood favorite ice hockey team, the New York Islanders, is, are doing very well in this year's playoffs. Um, and John and I might go to the Stanley Cup Finals if we make it to the finals. But as crazy as I was, like you know, hockey as a kid, and Mets my whole life, I don't think anything's ever come close to how I feel about West Ham. I, and that that says yeah. a lot because I would have a I, I would pace the house as, as a kid with those two other teams and yeah you know, I had a season ticket to the Mets for eight Dave, years Dave, going to, to their old Dave, stadium you, but I, I'd say Dave, West Ham. You would have psychotic Why? breakdowns at Islander Ranger games. Paramedics had to be called. You were younger then. You're more mature now. Now your psychotic breakdowns are at home over West Ham. But you've always had psychotic breakdowns over sport. Always. Okay, I, I'm not surprised about that. We we will come to you in a minute, John, so he can get his own back. So, so how about is there an MLS team before before we move on to your sort of match no, day riches? So, no, so talk to us about you talked to us about your first game. What what what, uh, what now is your match day ritual? Because what well, you're in New York, which is I'm trying to work out how many hours behind us. It's it's what five. one o'clock. We're five hours behind us. So so what is your match day ritual? Well, you know, before you ruined my my weekends by recruiting me for Ian to do the match reports for West Ham until I die, it was, you know, well, like eight seasons ago, I get a note from you, Sean, saying, would you like to be the match reporter for West Ham till I die? I suggested you to Ian. I called Ian that night. He was, you know, at, at his house and I forget where it is. Uh, Tumbridge Wells, if I'm from a correct land, we chatted and I said, okay. And I started it. I, I, it was, was that the year years ago. Had, was that eight years yeah, ago? Oh, yeah. It was Stuart Downing. When we, I think the first wow. match I did was the loss at home to Southampton. And, wow. and we lost 3 1 after winning the opening game. I think at Palace, maybe. Or did we win the next game after Stuart Downing scored a good goal? So it was, it's, this is, I just finished my eighth season writing those reports wow why did i invite you in the first place how did i even know you i had done writing for kumb and ah. you, i don't know and i did one article for ian an open letter to andy carroll 
um, which he thought was quite funny, and I got a lot of good responses oh, on it. I remember Yeah, that was the first thing. And then, then Graham let me do some stuff for KUMB, and uh, I did some writing for Huey for a while. Oh, well, there then, you go. That's you know, where. Nice. You probably did something for Huey. Well, what did Nigel? What did maybe. you say when I told you I'd recruited? a new American match reporter for Ian Dale and West Ham till I What did you say? The exact words. What the fuck does an American know about West Ham? I think you used the word <laughs> yank, actually. Um, oh, I think you actually used the word septic tank, if, if to quote you exactly. Uh, no, because I don't use that. That's you that uses that, trying, with your mockney, trying to be cockney. But we don't go round saying septics. Okay. Uh, and, and, and have you changed your mind, or are you still of the same... Uh, um, um, view, Nigel. Well, we've done this to death, actually. I, we're not not with mind. Dave on the call. Not with Dave well, on the call. We have actually because we've had him on the podcast before. Oh yeah, you're John. right. John's I, I never boy. remember. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to no. get to John in a minute. When's your last so, match? Before before we get to, we, all right. You're right. We have done this before. Um, and, and I was going to say that, and we've we've lost Dave completely. So in you come, John. Um, John, um, you, uh, how, uh, same question to you. How did you become a West Ham fan? So it was derivative of Dave. Uh, a, a couple of additions to his story. One, the the girl, his room or his floor mate, that ended up dating Derek Rice, who was uh, you know West Ham through and through. Uh, we were before she started dating Derek, Dave and I were competing to see which one of us could date her. There was quite the, you know, uh, aggressive moves. Uh, but this is right after college, so we're talking late 80s. And uh, she wasn't having either of us. Uh, and, and then Derek really became the friend uh, over football. And, and Dave is right. You know, we had the Cosmos, but they, they went belly up, as did the entire league. Uh, and so football or soccer in America was, you know, really sort of not a great uh, sport to follow um, because it was an every four-year event, right? You get up for the World Cup, but that was it. Um, and when we started following West Ham, you know, Dave, as is his want, became all in very quickly. And I believe the first year that he really started following and started to sort of suck me in, we got relegated. And as most Americans would say, we got what? You know, there's there's no such thing in American sports. It's not in how franchises, yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean, the, the whole thing over the Super League, that is the American model, right? A closed league that doesn't really, whose teams don't play any other matches except the occasional charity match or something. So... Uh, you know, you, no surprise that a bunch of, you know, Premier League American owners were involved in that because that is what they come from. That's what they know. Anyway, when, remember, we're talking late 80s, early 90s, and when West Ham gets relegated, it was tough enough pre-internet following them in the first division. Following them from New York in the second division was an impossibility. Right. So I just said, you got to be kidding. I, 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 I cannot get invested in a team that I literally cannot follow. And within a few years, the Internet, right, 
became a resource that allowed me to get back into it. And by that time, Dave had really, um, you know, smoked the dope and was completely enthralled. And I got involved and I started coming over. Um, and I will tell you that to this day, that one of the craziest and best things I've ever done in my sporting life, and I'm a big sport fan, I, there are a lot of other teams I follow, including being a, a, a football bigamist, which I can get into later, um, was on Friday around lunchtime in Texas, I had uh, a, a deposition in New York following Monday. And I called Dave and I said, do you want to have a late lunch on Sunday? He said, sure. I then proceeded to get on a plane, fly overnight to London, watch the Hammer Hammers at Wembley in the championship playoff final, beat Blackpool, still to this day probably my favorite West Ham match that I saw personally, went out to a pub to see Chelsea win Champions League, got up at 6 a.m., basically on two hours of sleep, flew back over with every single UK rag in tow and plop, you know, went to have brunch with Dave and plopped him down on the table uh, at whatever restaurant we went to and said, hey, thought you might want to read about uh, the Hammers match last night. That was fun. In your private chat, John? Yeah, it's called United. And clearly <laughs> the biggest mistake I have ever made as a West Ham fan is inviting you blokes to a couple of matches over the years in a uh, suite, which has now branded me as some sort of rich dilettante Texan. And I will never make that mistake again. Because he's, he's a bit modest. He's a billionaire, really. He's a Texas oil billionaire who masquerades as a litigator. Um, and you have been a very generous host. Uh, maybe we've, uh, you could tell us a bit. I first got to meet you when you hosted a game uh, at, uh, at Upton Park, the, the bowling ground. Uh, but how many times... I think you've hosted about three, haven't you, in total? I may, may have met you twice. But, yeah, is it three times you've, you've got the boxes, invited complete strangers in into the boxes or online people into the box with you? Uh... Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's three. I've, I've gone to far, far more, but but just getting tickets. Um, but I think I've done the box thing about three times. And one time we were in that big restaurant, weren't we? Um, so um, in the in a, a big lounge. I think it was in the London Stadium, wasn't it, when it first opened? And, yeah, and, and then, the, then you upgraded to a big box where Royal East first. Oh, that's then... it. Then the box. So the Royal East was for the Chelsea game, lost one nil. Royal East for the two or draw with Leicester. Yeah, and and you know the the boxes, you know, couldn't be further away. Right, they're behind the gap of of that way. This they've tried to transform this stadium somehow into a football stadium and just not been able to do it, uh, which always sort of tickled me. It's like. If you're if you're going to screw the people who are paying a fortune, then you're clearly going to screw your you know season ticket holders and everybody else. And that's I I I was one of those who was supportive of moving, uh, you know, to become a bigger club and everything. 
Uh, can't tell you how much I miss the bowling grounds. Brady and Brady out. Kind of an irrelevance to me. I've never been. I guess I'm Brady out and, and the whole group of them. But but I'm always fearful of you know what comes after. I mean, my first sporting um, uh, fandom was the New York Yankees in, in American baseball, and they were owned by CBS at the time. This is before Steinbrenner, and it was like corporate ownership that let you know one of the great franchises in American sport history languish for a decade and did nothing. Um, and then you got Steinbrenner, who put money in and was fun and, and all that, but also was borderline insane. So you never know whether the next one in, you know, is going to be any better. And, you know, for good or for bad, West Ham's gone through a few owner ownership in mm -hmm. my time. Uh, and so I'm not convinced that, you know, the next group is going to be any better than this group. They could be. I mean, it's a low bar, but <laughs> the idea that, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I just don't know. Here, here. What was your last game at the, at, uh, the London Stadium? What, was it, was, it, that? it was 2019 uh, before COVID and everything. And I'm just blanking on, on who we played. It was a loss. What, was it that box game where you stroked the carpet? Was that the one? No, that was the Leicester game. That was the Leicester game. Yeah, right. that was Leicester. No, there was one after that, I think. But um, I, I've had a, a slightly bad run of form uh, in my in-person games lately. No, uh, I think Leicester was the last one you went to. If you remember, you, we had tickets for Wolves at home and then Tottenham away. But that's right. when COVID, COVID turned. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you still got the Tottenham tickets, didn't you? <laughs> oh, I do. I, I, ha I have them in a drawer. It took me, it, you know, I bought them on an American secondary uh, ticket source called StubHub. I, I think it's out there, too. Boom. And uh, I uh, paid a lot of money for those Spurs tickets. And it took me 11 months after the game was originally postponed and then eventually canceled uh, to get the money back. But eventually, I did. And when's your next game? So when when you plan to come over? bad now. When you plan to come over? Dave and I have already talked about it, and yeah. uh, we definitely want to do a sort of uh, Europa League home match Ooh. double. Um, and it's going to be a question of: Do we want to watch two matches uh, at the stadium? Or is there a Thursday away game that is enticing enough for us to go to, you know, wherever yeah. it is in Europe and then come for the Saturday or Sunday game uh, at, at the stadium? So uh, I don't know which way we're going to go, but we've definitely talked about it. And I would assume that would be sometime in late fall. We, we have invited, both Nigel and myself have invited you to the poor seats a number of times, but you... I know you plead it, but you like to splash the clash occasionally. Occasionally, oh, he was coming in the poor seats. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, for the Wolves. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah. Wolves. No, no question. I was ready. Good, good. Um, I, I we, can slum with the best of them. Hey, good. Um, we did lose um, uh, Dave for a while. He's back. Um, Dave. 
Brady and Brady out. Oh, Brady out, Len. <laughs> Brady out. Brady out. Brady out. Total. Useless. So, you you came uh, independent to uh, you brought your whole family over here for a game. I remember you yeah. brought you had a whole tour. What? And they're they're completely transformed into a West Ham family. I mean, they've all got the kits and everything. Tell tell me how how uh, you um, converted, groomed, if that's the right word, your family into West Ham. By threatening them. <laughs> There's no choice. It didn't really work that way. They are what they are. My wife, my wife went with me to Upton Park when on the trip that we got engaged. And she was there. It was against Chelsea, 1-1. It's the game that we signed Joe Cole to a contract in that really cheesy halftime thing at, at the center of the pitch. Um, so she was there with me then. She went with me to Selhurst Park. We played um, Wimbledon 2-2. And then we were at home against Derby that same, the next year. Nil-nil? Uh, uh, it was nil-nil. Um, and just, you know, the kids know. So, yeah, I was there in Christmas time of 2018. And we all went to the Watford game. Uh, lost 2-0. It was a good game. We played well. We had our chances. Um, and they knew that they sang bubbles very loudly. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think they care that much that they want us to do well because they know it makes my life better. And thus, if I'm happier, they're going to be happier. But, yeah, you bet. I, 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 they've, they've been there. Was, was that a vacation or a business trip when you bought no, your family? No, that was a holiday. It was a vacation. Well, you use the word vacation because yeah. you don't call it holiday, do you? Let's be honest. Um, I'm trying to be polite, but yeah, it was a vacation. It was a vacay. <laughs> yeah, we rented a we rented a house in Parsons Green and uh, had it for two weeks and had a really nice time. And and by trade, you're a wine a wine trader. Wine, is is that the right wine. word? I'm a wine sales representative I, yeah, I work for a wine importer distributor and now exporter which was my idea uh based in new york and yeah I, I'm if you want to give your business a plug this is the point that you can say t edward wines and we uh we've been in the uk before we had a number of wines with a partner in the uk but now we're talking to a new one and hopefully that would start in august i think is what we're hoping for but you know nothing signed sealed or delivered yet but we're yeah we're a pretty good sized portfolio. We sell good stuff. Did you take UK wines to uh, America? Nope. Oh, you should do. Denby's in Dorking. Have a great you have vineyard. Good, you have good sparkling stuff. Yeah, you we have, have very good great, great wine in Denby's in Dorking. And Surrey Gold is a really, really nice wine. Next time you're over, I'll get you a bowl. Anyway, let's move on to um, uh, Shipman. Have you got anything to ask our American cousins before we, we move on? No. Is that a no? I, uh, well, uh, you want me to ask them a question? I know all the answers to the questions. Well, yeah, well our listeners them. don't, so ask a clever question. Len, we're coming to you next. Um, oh, a clever question. That, that, that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, watching West Ham uh, back in the early 90s, when did when did 
Main Street. When did Premier League full coverage in America? When was you able early to watch 2000s. all the Early 2000s, yeah. there was a network called Fox Sports World that started. And they, they started actually with the SPL. That was the first thing they had. Um, and ESPN had one game per week of the Premier League. And, of course, with my luck, the one time that whole, one of the whole seasons that West Ham was scheduled for the Monday night game, which was going to be televised in the U.S., was that night in Upton Park where the power went out. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all ready in my apartment, ready to watch a game, and all of a sudden it comes on and they, they replaced it with an Eredivisie match. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I get one game a year and this is what happened? That's it. I think we were supposed to play Spurs that night. I think. Nigel, do you remember? Um, power out before the game. I mean, the only power yeah. out I remember is Crystal Palace in 98. Then that was it. Out at 2 yeah. 2. And, and the game didn't, they couldn't play the game, right? Yeah. 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 That, I mean, was, that, so was, that was a Monday night game. Minute. Yes, it was a Monday yeah. night game. Yeah, no, right. And that was the game that was supposed to be televised in the U.S. And because of the power outage, nothing. Uh, I had a, a, I don't write IX against who the hell knows. I don't really care. I was just disappointed. Uh, but then a couple years later, Fox started their Fox Sports World Network. And it didn't have as much as they do now, but the Premier League was on you know, three, maybe four games per week. Not all of them live. Like one or two were live. The others were you know, recorded on delay, but it was kind of easy to ignore the results and be able to see it. And then a few years ago, when NBC took over, over here, I mean, that's when it really all changed. And every single match, including all the, you know, the traditional Saturday three o'clock kickoffs are live, whether it's on TV or now a combination of TV and streaming. Are they so all free or do you have to pay for You this? have to pay. Now you have to pay. You have to pay. How much? It's... it's, it's Fifty dollars per year just per, to watch West for, Ham or all all no, soccer No, just to matches. watch the whole league, everything. Just to have a subscription. Just to the, the Premier EPL. League, or does that involve all sports on an NBC? No, just the Premier League. If you want to have wow. additional content on this, fifty dollars a month just to watch the Premier a League. A year? No, a year. Uh, yeah. Oh, a year. Oh, that's a year. Right, yeah. Then. It's nothing. It's nominal. Um, and uh, you know, and, and that's uh, some of the games are even on regular terrestrial TV because NBC has found. Look, NBC paid for their last contract for a six-year deal. They paid $800 million for the television rights to the English Premier League in the U.S. If, if anything to me speaks of the, the global appeal of the league, it's that. I mean, that's a lot of money to pay to televise a league in a country that not that long ago really didn't give a damn about real football. It just didn't care. But now you'll see just as many... You know, EPL kits, kids with you on kids at schools, as you will baseball and basketball. It's just, it's a cool well, thing to know I'm, about. I'm going to say you're wrong on this because I've just Googled how much did they pay. Uh, $250 million, it says here. This is on MB, NCB, uh, uh, NBCSports.com themselves. Um, they average. Um, Four hundred and seventy-nine thousand viewers to watch a game, but uh, some of the the games are as few as forty-one thousand watching on NB Sports, according to their but own that's website. Probably on the pay platform, but that's on the pay platform. Yeah, it doesn't sound a lot for for how many people in America? 
Too many. Three hundred thirty million. Right. It it that's doesn't a different sound... thing, Dave, isn't it? To what you do. Say that again. That's different to what you do, isn't it? The NBC. This no, that's what I do. No, oh. that's exactly what I do. Yeah, I thought I remembered it being an, a six-year contract for that. Yeah, for it, it's it's uh, it, it says here. I'm I'm reading it, and it says it it started in 1617, and it goes on to 2122. This is the last year. And they paid, so it was a long year, but it was 250 million uh, dollar deal. Um, okay. And so that hey, look, every now and then, even Sean can be right about something. Well, I just so we Google all... stuff, you know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying to be nice to you, but I won't do that again. No, no, no. Um, Len, our American uh, cousins, I hope you've been yeah. thinking of a really clever it could be an animation question, it could be a film question, <laughs> right? It's completely open. What, what question do you want to ask our American cousins? Well, I wondered, uh, it was uh, Dave was talking there. I'm assuming that you. Do you watch any football in the pub or with other people? Because I'm wondering, when you're watching uh, Premier League teams and uh, other Americans watching Premier League teams, is there an American... Is there a team that has more annoying fans than other teams? More annoying? Makes sense. Yeah. City. I mean, Chelsea. Uh, so there yeah, is then, it's good, yeah. It's a good shout they, too. They just, they they just kind of find their own sort of way, if you know what I mean. Uh, what I un sense. unfortunately one where I live because I don't live in New York City anymore. When I used to go to the pubs near my apartment, of course, and that's the only way I would watch. That's you know absolutely full at seven o'clock in the morning. There would be people lined up outside to get in when the barman finally woke up to open the door but now that i live upstate i live in the country in a house it's not like i, I mean i could drive somewhere to watch it at a pub in a, a nearby city called albany but because i do the match reports for ian i can't yeah. really do that sitting in a bar so i do that at home it's just easier and quieter and, and better uh, but which is you know you do lose something len there's no doubt. I, yeah. I, I, I remember sitting at, a, at, a, at the bar in New York, and there was a guy sitting next to me who's also, his name was also Dave. And I remember he was, we were, remember that game when we went to Old Trafford and we took a 1 0 lead? I think um, Foe scored. Was that right? Like, we took a 1 0 lead early, and we're all screaming no, and cheering. You're and then we looked at thinking of one shot. Well, yeah, Paolo one shot, right. So we took a 1 0 lead. scored after two minutes. Losing. Two minutes and we lost seven one and when we scored yes. the goal we were all like this is not going to end well we just yeah we may have scored but we've we've woken them up and pissed them off so the guy sitting next to me named dave goes so, so how did how did you get into west ham again and i told him the story about derek and he's only time you this derek you should fucking smack him so losing that kind of like fun band i miss that but you know it's not like it's an option for me it's just so you don't have that camaraderie. One of the reasons why I love coming over. I mean, it's just and I miss not coming over because of that. It, it, is there a it, pub where West Ham um, people drink for for um, in New York? There is called Smithfields, and John and I went. Um, strangely, the day before my father's funeral, we met in New York City because I had come down for the funeral, and he John came in for the funeral, and we watched us get destroyed by City in the FA Cup, 
uh, what was it a Wednesday night, maybe Tuesday night. Um, so, and it's, it's the New York home for West Ham. And I know a lot of other cities have. And how many West people Ham. would get there? How many, how many would they get a crew? In a I think there, were about, there were probably about 40. John, do you agree? Was, like, was it about 40? Yeah. Yeah. How about Texan hammers, John? It's, it's, are you a fully paid so, up member of the Texan Hammers? Ah, you're talking about the Bayou Ironworks. Is, is so, that what they're called? That's what they call themselves. Iron, Bayou Ironworks, Houston Hammers. Uh, and look, these supporters clubs are everywhere in the States. Every big city has them. Uh, Nick's Place is the pub that generally they go to. I'll show up on occasion. Uh, often I'll watch at home. You know, I can go either way, just depending upon whether I, you know, want to be with the group. Now, sometimes you might get 20. Often you might get six, right? Uh, sometimes you might get nobody, right? It, it, it's obviously small bases, but there's, so, you know, it's just not that hard to set up a Facebook group or something. And, uh, you know, you have these. In any major city, right? Uh, Dave's out a little bit out in the country now, but if I'm traveling for work and I have to be over for a weekend or something, and I've got nothing to do on a Saturday morning, and I'm, you know, in a hotel where there's, you know, I can get a stream, but I'm not going to be able to watch it on the television. Uh, first thing I do is, you know, go find the local, you know, Chicago or Denver, whatever, a Hammers Club, and they'll they'll tell me on social media where they're all going to go, whether they have a particular place or they just choose a different pub uh, or, or bar, as we would call them, uh, every week. Uh, and you'll, you, you may only have four or five people. That's four or five people that you can yell and scream with. So mm. uh, a little different than what you all are used to, but, but not bad. Right. This is a serious question. So, Nigel, don't shout me down. Since West Ham put London on their badge, has it helped the West Ham brand in America that people didn't know that it was a London team before? Serious question. John. Well, anybody who was already a member of, you know, some sort of supporters group knew exactly where West Ham was. and It, it made no difference at all. Um, are there more people at the supporters groups than, let's say, at, you know, seven years ago or six years ago? Yeah, there are. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, having a season like we just had, will do loads more for increasing American membership in these groups and interest in West Ham than whether London is in the crest or not. Uh, uh, almost same question to you, Dave. But how, how do you think West Ham's perceived by your fellow Americans that are not fanatical like you and uh, John? What, what, what do they see them as? I don't think they see them much at all. <laughs> We're just not visible. You know, you really have, you know, you've, regardless of place in, in, on the table, you know, like not, Arsenal, Manchester United, Liverpool, and now because of the money, Manchester City, they dominate you know, the, the television coverage on mainstream like ESPN, yeah. uh, you know, Sports Center. Who And if we happen to be playing them, then we are part of the conversation. But otherwise, you know, I, we're as invisible to the average American sports fan, in my opinion, than we ever were. 
and putting London on the badge was, in my opinion, just another example. Len, I'm giving you a dramatic pause here, so just get ready. It was just another example of Karen Brady. Brady out. Brady out. Just. I'll put an advert in there, don't worry. It's a great pause to put the advert in. (laughs) No, just not having an understanding and showing what her. her real priorities were. It, it, it did nothing, in my opinion. I, I can't Dave, say how it did much of anything did, at all. Well, Dave and John, do you think if West Ham had American owners than the media in America? So, I mean, I'm thinking, obviously, Liverpool got American owners. Man United have got American owners. Well, before Fenway Group, well, before G, uh, Hicks and Gillette bought um, Liverpool, how was it perceived then? Were Liverpool one of the big clubs? No, I, I, don't, or... I, I don't think ownership really has a whole lot to do with it uh, as in terms of popularity. There really hasn't been many synergies between the Boston Red Sox, uh, which is the, the flagship team of the Fenway Group, and Liverpool. There's been a little bit, but I don't think Liverpool has gone up in American uh, imagination because... Uh, Fenway Group owns it. Uh, it, it is, there is no question in my mind, however, uh, that the Premier League as a league and uh, many of these uh, teams uh, individually are trying to pump up the interest over here uh, because it's a huge market and it means a lot of money. I mean, I remember Dave and I going to Toronto to watch the Hammers play the MLS All-Stars the all-star yeah. game and that was like a decade ago now um yeah. and that of more course, 2008 i think john okay and and of course that they weren't here for their health they were trying to pump up into in the american market and the interest has absolutely grown in 2021 versus 2008 or whatever it was uh it is much more uh of a, a, a sport that's involved in some ways it has as much prominence here as nls does I you mean, know, in that time, West Ham's been on tour to Asia, I think, a couple of times now. I was definitely planning. Do you think that actually then West Ham should be looking more at pre-season trips to the US rather than playing in the Asia Cup or playing in China? Uh, that, you know, it's interesting because when you said, when you asked about the American owners and our thoughts, I, John would probably remember this. 20 years ago or so, the New York Yankees and Manchester United put together a deal between the two teams for co-marketing. So if you went to the yeah. New York Yankees shop, there was tons of Manchester United gear and vice versa at Old Trafford. And it didn't make it just didn't work. So they eventually let the deal go away. I wonder if a team like the Yankees and a team like United or Liverpool, or obviously not Liverpool is a family, but you know what I mean, if it would be a different thing now. I would say... Look, the Asian market is so massive in terms of um, you know, jersey kits, the ancillary dollars, that it's understandable why Premier League teams go there. Um, and and if you, you West Ham did come to the U.S. once and they played the Columbus Crew. Columbus Crew. I can't remember what the other game I was. I thought we were in Miami. Um, no, Miami? Uh, no, we do play um, in South Carolina. Oh. Yes, that's right. They played South Carolina, which is not even an MLS team. 
it was mm. a USL team. Um, yeah. You know, for logistical and travel reasons, coming to the U.S. probably make more sense. And now with COVID, we're probably closer to being going from amber to green for for you guys. So it might be only travel that would be allowed in current standings. You know? But um, I, I I think it's coming to. Do I think if we were you were asking if, if Tam had American owners, would it make any difference? I I I probably go with John and say, not in a vacuum. Just having an American owner wouldn't necessarily make it more visible and or valuable. Basically, the only way for West Ham to get more traction in in America is to have success. Yeah. So yes. So. But, Success is the best marketing tool. So that means that you don't know, but please tell me there's no Spurs are not that big because they haven't had any success. No. And no, good, I am glad there's it's not Spurs fans. Anywhere no, in look, I know good. lots of Spurs supporters. Trust me, and giving them grief. I sending some of the Noel Gallagher video talking about the Super yeah. League was really handy. Very I texted that yeah, to yeah. everybody. Good. And the one you spent the other day, Nigel, of the bus on fire. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. It's just classic. And But I will say, when you talk to supporters of other clubs, like I work with somebody, a wine uh, importer on Rhode Island. He's English, uh, and he's a Manchester United supporter. But his hatred for Tottenham is every bit as strong as ours. Oh, mm. he just... I, if I want to have fun, I'll just tech with him and he'll throw the steward around you know the water when talking about that club good anyway yeah good anyway we've had we've had our first half 45 minutes talking about americans let's let's bring it back to home well our home not your home although sometimes your home um david moyes has signed a new three-year contract as we knew he would um well let's start with you let's start with you Nigel I said it was never in doubt I know you had your doubts um, what did you think See, about this him? is the thing you keep going around going never in doubt never in doubt if it, never in doubt yeah yeah. it would have been signed sealed and delivered long ago before we went away so there was there wasn't doubts. any doubt because there was so no what, emergent. There was so no what hurry. Was delayed in? What, so why the, was there no hurry then? Right. So about uh, at the end of the season, because um, one minute it was on holiday, and the next minute you all right. You let me on let me just tell yeah? you about it, and then we we bring everybody in. So um, he didn't go on holiday in the end. Actually, um, he he um, decided to do his UEFA duty, as you probably know. He's a UEFA technical observer and decided he's a bit of a workaholic. Um, and he decided not to go on holiday. His brother Kenny sat down with David Sullivan. They did the deal over two weeks ago, right? But then what happens is lawyers get involved from both sides. Don't like that word. Let's do that word. Let's change that. So those finer details, small print, unfortunately took two weeks. And I spoke to the club on a number of occasions and senior sources and all different peoples and people close to David um Moyes and people close to his agent right I was talking to everyone not just one sources and everyone's going yeah it's virtually done it's virtually done it's practically done just the finer details there was no hurry there was no urgency the only urgency was coming from papers and the media saying this and it was unfortunate in the meantime that Everton lost their their uh, manager but it was never in doubt you may not believe me but I'm telling you I talked to all sides agent side 
David Moyes' people, I know people who know him, and I talked to the club side, and everybody said, it doesn't matter how many times we've said it, but they said, we're not going to up our timescale just to meet a story, to put a story to bed. It will be done when it's done. Consistently, they said even before, it will be done when he's, when he signed it, we'll announce it. He was in no hurry. They were in no hurry. They knew they, they were going to sign for each other. So, you know, it was before the Euro started and the papers will have their fun. So they had their fun. And and I won't be able to prove one way or the other now because you're going to say, well, you would say that, Sean. It's done. It's that. Well, it's done. So it doesn't matter. He's committed to us. He's an honourable man. He was always going to sign for us because he thinks he's going to do a project here. And I don't think... Uh, Everton or Celtic, because there was talk about Celtic as well, really interests him. You know, he he, he proved himself last season. He wants to prove himself again. Good thing, Nigel? No, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. um, Probably, I don't know. I don't like to diminish Slaven. He's had a better season than what Slaven had. Obviously, we all look at Slaven's only had one good season. And this is the trick now for Moyes. As I've always said, you know, Slab had a good season. Pellegrini, Vishin Tempf had a good season. Yeah. You know, can they back it up? Um, I don't know about the people. Who was before Bitch? That man didn't have a good season. I'm not sure in a Premier League. Sam Allardyce, you can say his name. Uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, before him, it was just... Abject fact. No, that's not true. Zola had one good season. Yeah, but it was he walked in in the September, and we but the next year we were lucky to stay up. So you, you generally at the moment get a one good season out of previous West Ham managers, and the rest are just treading water. So we'll see next season what happens, and and in a way it's not just if if you. Don't do as well oh, because the owners haven't put money in or because of Moyes made the wrong tactics, signed the wrong players. It could be as well that the, the the thing about when a team like West Ham finishes sixth, you know, and a Leicester finish fifth, yeah. the, the Arsenals and those teams further down are going to be looking thinking, we must do better. We cannot allow this. Basically, Everton, I suppose, Arsenal and Everton are going to be looking. Yeah. You know, our actual finishing position. Is from 7th to 11th. That's where we should finish every season. Anything below that is not really good. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, Len. Hello. Good thing that he signed. Is he our man for the future? Yeah, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have doubt? What, the sign? Yeah. No, really. Not really. You saw through it for the story it was. Um, I mean, Nigel's Walt said there's always a chance. I mean, he would have been cajoled. You know, so, yeah, I blamed him. But, I mean, <laughs> I know I can't way. prove it one way or another, but I was told there was no approach. He was under contract for another 12 months. There was no approach from Everton. There was no intermediaries. Just nothing happened. There was no conversation. So if if he was on a list, <laughs> no one ever approached West Ham to ask for permission. And, and no, well, I'm it, told... It, as it happened, it didn't go either. Maybe, no. You know. I don't think that would have been a great move for Everton, really. Yeah. Can't keep I can't see it. I know, I know people go never go back, but obviously he did go back to West Ham. 
Len, I'm going to move on to John because me and John had a little bit of a. John and I uh, actually uh, sit on a um, a WhatsApp group, and and he's usually quite quiet and meek on this group, but he came to life, did John, uh, on this subject, and and you said to me, John, he's gone. You really believed he was gone, didn't you? I, it isn't that I believed he was absolutely gone. I believe that saying it's a certainty that he's going to stay was ridiculous for, for a couple of reasons. One, you had no question uh, that the Everton job had to be of some interest and they had to have some interest in him. We don't know. Nobody on this podcast knows how great that interest was. But to say there could possibly be any when he had the most successful years of his life there and the project he built there ran like a well-oiled machine year in and year out. And the only reason, you know, he left was he never quite got it over the hump. Um, you know, I just you couldn't just completely discount that. And then there was this guy on our chat group who just kept, you know, feeding us information like, oh, it's all done. Oh, well. You know, the paper's there. They're going to be signed tomorrow. Oh, well, the papers are not quite there. They're going to be changed a little bit. Oh, he's on holiday. Oh, no, he's not on holiday. Like, the misinformation from (laughs) this guy. Who was that guy? I don't know. I can't remember his name. But he he does tend to say that he has contacts. And it was like, oh, shit, is is something very hammer-like happening here? So... I decided, you know, let's test how certain this guy is about the fact that he's going to sign. It turns out that this guy would not take a bet. He oh, said, oh, I'm going to have to stop you there, Jordan. I no, said, no, no, I would... let me finish. Then you can come back. Go he then. said, and I have, I have the receipts, <laughs> that he would take any odds that we could find. We found him 14 to 1. I wouldn't make that bet. If I were on his side of this, but we found him. He didn't take the bet. He lost good money because he would have won. Whoever he is. Howard Sean. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I said I would match any at the time, and I could I could show. And I know, I know John's a litigator, and he, he's trying to cross-examine me. Um, but I, I didn't see the 14 to 1. They showed me a 10 to 1. They didn't show me a 14 to 1. I did say I'd match it. But also... Uh, admit for rebuttal. Um, he did show fourteen to one. Well, I didn't because see it. it there, there was a shot there where it laid out three different odds, and it oh, I didn't. I only said, saw the ten to one. You can get. This is what it said. You could also get up to fourteen to one. Yeah, I know it one, said that, 10, but it, it said you one. could get. It, it didn't actually show a fourteen. Anyway, I didn't want to take John's yes, money. Did. I didn't want to take John's <laughs> money. Oh. oh. You've taken my money before. You would have been thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> you had that's true. That's John. I, I would have. I would have matched any book. Look, it's it's brought her under the bridge because he signed, true. right? Yeah. And and I'm happy about it. Um, Dave, coming to you last, and we're going to go to question time because I know we're we're on a clock. Um, is it good news? Is it good news for you? Is he the right man to take us forward? Should he be here for the next 15 years? How, how long was um, John Lyle at the club, Nigel? Remind me. As manager, John Lyle was manager for yeah. 15 years. There you go. to 89. Another 13 years in charge. Yeah? Would you be happy with that, Dave? 
absolutely. He he's quite literally the perfect man to work with this particular ownership group, and he has done an a, a, just a fabulous job. And you know, for let's even you can encapsulate this year if you like, but the number of players that Moyes has worked with and improved and made them better, far better than we had thought they could be or were under previous, you know, managers. I mean, even, you know, Arnautovic. Why was David Moyes the one guy who saw how he could be effective up front in an essence in number nine role? How was he the one who was able to take, whenever we would have Antonio as the emergency striker during injury crises, it never worked. And you had Bilic, who wanted to be a right back, for God's sakes. But you had Moyes not only telling him, you're going to play up front. And, and Antonio has said this. He's spoken not only that he was put in that position, but Moyes helped him in how to be in that position, what to do when he was there. Mm-hmm. You, you have to give Moyes some credit for the resurgence of Aaron Cresswell. Uh, he, he has made so many players better than they were before he was there. He's very, very good at his job. He knows how to do it. He knows how to run the transfer market in a way that makes, you know, Mr. Sullivan's and Gold and, you know, Ms. Brady, Glenn. Brady out. Make those people happy. And, 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 because I mean, he, he looks at it, he doesn't like to spend money. Um, I know. He treats I know, it like his own money. Know, even, you're right. He treats it like his own. We've heard that many, many times. But I actually thought when, a few, whenever it was, I don't remember, when Moyes said that our scouting, you know, pun intended, network was probably the worst, or our recruitment was the worst in the Premier League. The fact that Sullivan said nothing. There was no going to, you know, Matt Law or, you know, uh, uh, Darren, what's the other, Darren something or other. Lewis. Lewis. Darren Lewis, right. Going to his favorite people in the press or Jacob Steinberg. And all of a sudden there's a story out there saying how, you know, sources at the club have, you know, refuted this. Da, 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 and just all of a sudden bad stuff about uh, Mr. Moy's comments. He was dead quiet because he knew. It's Jim White yeah, nowadays, yeah, by the they, way. Darren Lewis Jim is well out of the way. Nowadays, Jim right, White. So, so Jim, but nobody said anything. He had them dead to rights. Because yeah. what are you going to do? You just stay quiet. Like, yeah, he's it's, right. It's well, a matter. I agree with you. It. It's it's a marriage of convenience. I think it works quite well. Anyway, we're on I the hour mark. There. We're almost exactly on the hour mark, and I think really? it's a good, it's a great time to do this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's always wanted to do that. Yeah. We, no, you I, oh, hang on. Hang on. I'll let There's you do a solo. Hang on. Is it? Yeah. Hang on. Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Let's Dave do it in his own right. One, two, three. Yeah. Does that, does that right. feels... That's so much better than the other one. Satisfying, isn't it? Uh, it, it, it is. It's, it's cathartic. Never mind swimming with dolphins. What you want to do? You want to give a yeah, a little calypso thing? Give me yeah. a break. Yeah, Smack it's off. Facebook, it's Twitter crazy. question time. Where you, the seven listeners, because apparently we lost one. Oh, we had a little bit of feedback last week. Apparently, someone said. Oh, no, 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 we'll save that. I'll, I'll we'll save, save that for later. Oh, um, will we? And uh, are you going to do the agenda one as well? 
I thought that was what we were talking about. Oh, no, no. There was another one, remember, that I put in the Facebook group. said, will you do a breakaway... Um, breakaway... Uh, well, we don't podcast. need to do a breakaway podcast. Could we not just sack you? <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, Nigel, uh, seven listeners. What have they said? Uh, today, I said, called in now, Sean Len and two Americans and Sean's puppy. Uh, even though I'd noticed you seem to have shut the puppy up. Well, well, Shireen's come back, so obviously oh, yeah, the puppy's happy. Everything's happy in, in, in the puppy world. Anybody that owns a cockapoo will know what the hell's been going on then, as I do. Um, and I put any questions you'd like to put to the Yanks, feel free. Uh, and I also put up Len's picture. So if you want an England flag uh, painted on your face and, uh, and with a choice of bodies, normally given to you by Len. Oh, uh, one or whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever nephew did I have a choice of blimmin'? But did I have a choice well, we of don't want you. Let's, let's make it clear. The England fans don't want you. But, you know... What, the what, Scotland what, fans what, don't like you. No. <laughs> yeah. I know that. Anyway, anywho. Right, here we go. 12 comments, short and sweet. First up, it's old Dylan himself. Oh, it's Mary and Williams, boyos, uh, celebrating the one-all draw that Wales wonderfully had against that team. We did very well, boyos. Anyway, evening, guys. A couple of questions. After Yamalenko's goal last night, would you keep him? No. Yes. No. No, right. no, 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 a yes. He's never been a better no, price. No. Send him now. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Sell. Do you know? Do you know what? Uh, it was a good goal. It was a wonder goal, and the We've reason why it's it a wonder goal because we were wondering, well, why don't he do that for us? Really, he, he don't do it that often, and he played really well. But then for me, there was a player, and I know he's maybe a bit contentious. That scored last night as well, and actually, you think. He'd Marco do a better Anatovich. job for us than Yarmolenko, and it would be Arnautovic. Oh, yeah. Did it you see his celebration or non-celebration? I mean, the yes, bloke just yeah. loves to be a drama queen. The whole, you know, I'm not celebrating, was mouthing off, and then, you know, it, he Apparently just has to he, be... he said he'd like to do something to their Albanian mothers. Oh, interesting. Uh, got, got a bit of mop before it. Well, as long but, as they were um, going to pay for it, he, he doesn't do anything for free. Well... <laughs> I don't know. Um, so that's three no's, uh, four no's and yes then. For, yeah. For Can I just Question. tell you why? And, and the reason is, I think, and I've said this before, I am a Yamalenko fan. I know he's 31, but I think he's a great super sub and he, he's not been given enough chances. And yes, I go on about the Everton game and the Chelsea game. But but he does come out and spark that brilliance, and and they, you know, goals can change games. Goals are fun, and it just shows the skill he's got, and that's the reason we pay some of the money. We're not going to get anything for him now. Why not keep him in the squad? I think he can, and I know people will say, but he doesn't do that for West Ham. But he can do it. We've shown he can do it. Look, that was a worldie. Except out of all the players that we know would be available for sale, like I would. Flip the flip the coin on somebody like Felipe Anderson. We're not getting anything. There's a Yiddish word for it, bubkis. It means nothing. We won't get anything for him. 
And that being the case, we're going to need more squad players for the extra games. I'd say to Felipe Anderson, you go out there and you play some Europa League games, earn yourself a new contract at whatever club wants you next year. Because that's the best way to get anything out of him. He's not worth any money, but maybe he can put some, find some form with that kind of shop window. Kind of the way Lingard, in a way for us, used the, the window, the shop window, to make himself a valuable player again. Hopefully he comes back to us. But Yarmolenko in the right spot. I mean, you could, I could see a Dinamo Kiev because he plays well for his national side. I could see a Kiev paying five, six, seven million for him because in that kind of league, he could probably score 15 goals a year. And that's very valuable. Get you up into the European spots in the Ukrainian league. For us, it's, he's just not the right player for a Moyes system, regardless of whether it's the Premier League, Cup games, or Europe. He doesn't run enough. All about opinions. Was he finished? Oh. Yes. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Question two from Miriam. <laughs> after our now of his reaction after his goal, a lot of afters here. Uh, last night, would you want him back at West Ham? No. Is he disruptive or a passionate addition to the dressing room? So we can try one word answers. No. Len? Yes. Oh, Sean. Right, Len, yes. John? No. No. Dave, one word? No. 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 All right, two yeses, three noes. So I'd have him back, actually. I would. As Moyes says he's good enough, then he's good enough for yes, me. Yes, boss, that's exactly mine. Yeah. If he wants so, him, you have him. That's mate. it. And let's face it, Arnavich done far more than Yarmolenko did. Yeah. Not talking about last oh, night, I'm talking about for West Ham. Say so last yeah. night he came on for 60 seconds and scored. He didn't do more to get his goal. I'm not it talking about last night. I'm talking about for West Ham. It, it wasn't a tapping for a start. It was a tapping. He went around you the keeper. You had your feet up at the beach. You couldn't even be bothered to stay at home and watch the England game. I didn't you know there the was beach. a requirement that you must watch it at home or in a pub. I didn't know you weren't oh, allowed to go to the beach. Yeah. Well, there you go. There is a requirement. Oh, well, well, it's like, uh, well, did I break some kind of unwritten rule that I wasn't aware of? Yeah. Like, real football fans, proper football fans, would have been somewhere. I'll tell you where they wouldn't have I been. Was, I was. I was in the beach. I was in a beach shelter at the beach watching the England on football. On your little phone. On no, my big sorry. phone. It's not very little. And I had a little deck chair and some drinks, a little cool box and some, you Mate, know. you need a bigger deck chair if some, you some, ain't got a little deck chair. Some sushi, you know, it was it was quite civilised. All right. Greenpeace ship, Rainbow Warrior, just moored off just in case anyone <laughs> came up there. Go on then, move Keep on. Keep the Japanese off the beach when you're about. Anyway, question three, Trevor Lawrence. Will he be an instant hit or will he need time to settle? He'll need a year. All right, he'll need a year. Dave, Trevor Lawrence, instant hit or time to settle? Time. Time. Lots of, Len? Lots of time. Yeah, plenty of time. If you ever see him play at all, of course. Sean? Trevor Lawrence is a quarterback. What would I know about <laughs> American football? 
Well, you don't know a lot about normal football, but he was, was throwing it in there. Well, I had to uh, Google where, him where to find it? out is who he is. Well, is he the bloke? You Google it. I know. Is he the bloke at Green Bay? Is he replacing Aaron Rodgers or something? He's for the Jackson Jaguars. Oh, was he? Oh, who cares about him? Uh, question four. Uh, does the dictator have a kitchen at home or does he have to eat out most nights? Sean? Sean, that's you. Eat out most what nights. What do you mean dictator? Because you well, dictated we about how many questions. You know, oh, oh, uh, I, I, uh, I, as I said, here. I have been eating out a lot lately because obviously, you know, I we like know. to do my bit for the economy. Um, but but I do this mindful chef thing, which I'm having tonight, which is a recipe in a bag and you cook it up. And we've got some, uh, what did I so say? It's a boil in the bag. It's not boiling the bag. It's more middle class. So it's a yuppie boil in the bag, isn't it? That's yeah, what it is, yeah. I don't think yuppie That's is not a word we use anymore. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. What are you then? I'm not a yuppie, am I? Oh, right. A dinky? No, well, I'm not, not young. So young, it's young, upwardly mobile. You know, I'm not young for a start, for a start with. So, so. you're a muppy? <laughs> what? Middle-aged? <laughs> Middle-aged. <laughs> I don't know. That's Yes, anyway, he has got a kitchen, Miriam, but thanks for that fantastic, outstanding question, Neil. Next up is his sidekick, Mr. Dodds. All right, my Anson's, how you doing? Uh, Brady out, he says. Uh, can Brady Sean confirm me? Yeah, thank you. Uh, there was a satellite, <laughs> baby. Can Sean confirm? I did pause there and you didn't jump in, All so... Right. Uh, can Sean confirm for the third time he caused an absolute riot with some of his stories on carrots and spew this week? Uh, apparently, it's magpies now. I'm just looking it up. Mature adults go partying in style. Magpies, there you go. Oh, um, I don't think I caused any uproar in any of my stories. Oh, so that uh, that bus just hewed in. Um, because you just threw him under it, then. No, no, it's not true. Look, we have a number oh, of different we have a number of different sure. authors on Clarence and Hugh, and each of them are entitled to their opinion. I think, um, you know, we we sometimes have different opinions and different views. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. Please move on. Uh, one day you'll wake up to to. Um, people's perception and the damage i mean the funniest thing yesterday was the hugh writing uh, a story that was in the sun and called the sun down market and i'll pick up on that because there's some things where people look at it and think who are you to call the sun down market you don't need to put that word in on claret and you Writers add these words that have no place there and cause so much consternation at times. I wrote the first story thing. that quoted the Sun, and, and then the story was um, that they had said Jesse Lingard, they had a report saying Jesse Lingard uh, had had a, a candid chat with uh, Solskjaer and uh, wanted to fight for his place. Um, yeah. Obviously, another author uh, or, or, you know, journalist took a different view that, that, that you know, our sources had said the opposite, that actually I told get, I get that. everybody I else. Problem, though. He's entitled to write that. But what I'm saying is when he puts the word 
the the like he's sneering down his nose at the damn market sun. Bear in mind, uh, I think that's yeah, I know that, but but, but but I would yeah. say I would say there is that problem with the sun with football people that they do look down at the sun. Look, I I I don't have a problem with the sun. I've not when you've sun. worked at the sport, you can't. No, I but it's not that. It's not sun. that. It goes back to the whole Hillsborough and everything I know what in it goes days. back to. And it also goes, it goes to, to, if you're of a particular political persuasion, you don't like Rupert Murdoch of any of his papers, right? But So he'd call, Dan, so he'd call the Times Dan Market then? Look, I, I don't really want I'll to talk about this. Thank you, my honour. Ah, oh, dear, oh dear. Nigel, which character of Animal Farm do you claim to be when you take into account the whole synopsis of the book? Well, see, Dodsy, you've fallen into a big mistake there. That presupposes I've read that book. So I know what the bloody hell you're talking. I know Animal Farm is written by George Orwell. I don't know anything else about it. Never seen a film. I think it was a cartoon. Never watched, never read the book. I read books, but I read autobiographies on football books. That's or specifically autobiographies of footballers or people boxers or, or music stars. That's it. I own loads of hundreds of books, but uh, none of fiction. So I've, I've not read it. What I mean, who are the characters in Animal Farm? And it a book about the animals take over. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's yeah. We probably shouldn't talk about it on the podcast, really. But it's it's, it's a bit eyebrow for of, me, to be fair. Yeah. I've, I've not even read or seen 1984. I so. think there's an animation. Is an animation. Yeah, yeah, watch that. Watch that. I bet I might even watch that. Have a little refresher because I read it at school. But I remember sitting hop, opposite a particularly hot girl. And I don't think I was taking too much of the story in. It's funny hmm. the things you remember at school. Yeah. It's supposed to be satirical, though, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, that's the word I was looking for. But Did, it, did, it, did the Americans know what we're talking about? Uh, my guess is that Seth would be Squealer. <laughs> A small, white, fat porker who serves as Napoleon's second-in-command and minister of propaganda. Oh. Is it true it was funded by the CIA, John? Are you able to comment on that or not? I, I would hope so, but of course I have no official. There you go. Perhaps I left it. It's quite political. All right. Was well, George Orwell was quite a political person. He was. Was the three thousand two hundred pound the best investment you ever made in the dog? <laughs> Do you know what? She's a lovely dog, is Riley, and she came to us for the beach. Yeah, she's lovely. Yeah, yeah. You can't buy puppy love. <laughs> you know, we haven't heard any barking. I, I, I fear I for Riley's health. Well, she's with her mother now. Her mother's come back, uh -huh. so she was only barking when her mother wasn't here. Separation issues in dogs. People, if you look in, and they are lovely dogs. And my, my cockapoo, Richie, he's a wonderful, wonderful dog. He's a wonderful dog as long as he can see my wife. As soon yeah. as she leaves, yeah. no matter who's there, that dog is not happy. 
Yeah, that's exactly what I like Richie. I visited yeah. with Richie. He's a good dog. He's a good hound. Yeah, he, he's a lovely dog. But he's Dave, a lovely when dog. you visited, Sam was there. <laughs> to point, but Richie sat yeah, on my lap boy. for a while. It was nice. He good boy. Yeah, Trevor Newman. Uh, he, he says, "Evening, lads." He, we mentioned football songs last week, but mainly okay. stuck to the English repertoire for French word. Do you remember waving flag for the 2010 World Cup? I don't mate. Waving flag. Also, Zinedine Zidane by Vaudeville Smash is a great video too. Uh, we'll have to find that. Great. Now that Moyes has signed on for three years, is there any movement on establishing a proper scouting network that is more professional? Cue Sean to tell you yes. Well, do you know what? I'm I'm in two minds about this. I mean, Moyes keeps on talking about this, but everything I hear is he loves... He's a bit of a control freak, and he loves to, to do his own scouting. And, and my only concern is, I think, you know, the David Moyes... Uh, sorry, David Sullivan will back him. But what does he want? Does he really want a director of football? We we saw this fake news that, you know, Alan Irvine would not be a technical observer, but he would be a visor, rather. He was going to be director of football. That's not going to happen because we, we're in the back of the same thing with sort of Manuel Pellegrini with um, Husilius. You know, if we are going to get a director of football, it should be independent from the manager. And I don't see David Moyes giving up that control. And do we need more scouts, video analysis people? Absolutely. And I, I saw that they're recruiting a number of people on their vacancy list because I did an article on it. But I, I'm just not absolutely convinced David Moyes is about to give it all up. As I said earlier, he's a workaholic and he likes to do a lot of the scouting and, and, and apparently watches up to 10 hours of videos a day of, um, of players. Just telling you what I hear. Oh, well. I mean, of course, the club are also looking at social media animators, Len. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold that thought. Of a certain pers uh, of a of a certain blue pers persuasion and of a certain... Yeah. What was the word? Yeah, that was offended. I don't know. I, th I think profile. basically you've you got to be a pro-board rather than profile, I think, will probably be yeah. a stipulation. Brody out. Brody out. Brady yeah. uh, is back to say because he did ask it and I feel rude um, which is your favourite part of America and why so let's do the English boys first and then the Yanks can then laugh at what we say uh, Len well I went in 88 and uh, at the time was the last I need to go back there didn't I um, what did I like there well, it was 88, so I like Sunset Strip. I was into Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Just to see the whiskey a go-go and places like that. That was sort of what I enjoyed. LA. So that's my answer. LA. Sean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Well, I do like New York City. I mean, I, but I couldn't live there. Um, I, I like San Francisco, personally. Um, oh. Yeah, I do. Actually, I want to change my answer. I like Phoenix. I really like Phoenix. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah. But but I also yeah. like if Florida. Phoenix my point, I'm fucking him. Yeah. Or, or Cocoa Beach or Space Coast in uh, in in Florida. But I, I will go for for, for, for the all round approach. Uh, San Francisco, San Fran. 
All right. Uh, I have been to America, 1981, Christmas. Uh, Yuma, I spent three weeks. We did a day trip to Mexico and went to San Diego as well for a night. And then we went to Disneyland as well. Yuma, Arizona, fantastic place. Fantastic place. But we stayed with an American family there. So I think that helped. So we we lived with them for about three and a half weeks out in the desert, coyotes and all that. Wonderful. When I saw the Doors film, so if you've seen the film The Doors, when when you see it goes into the desert, that's, that could be like Arizona. That's what it was like. Right. Dave, you first. Favourite place in America, but it can't be your ass. Or your ass. The house. Oh, boy. I probably like the region that I live in, the Hudson Valley of New York. It should be somewhere outside of your state. Because he's never been out of it. Yeah, it's got to be somewhere outside your own state. Come on, we should have that rule. Berkshire Berkshire County, Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts. Which is is right next to him. That is his (laughs) his total... It probably just has to go over the state line. Three miles. He stopped traveling other than to London like 25 years ago. He is a hermit. He truly is a shed man. But but that's what happens in a lot of America. I mean, I forget how many people don't have passports in America, but it's high proportion, isn't it? Some don't leave their own state in their whole life, I hear. That's what I get told. I I think that's true, and it's a little sad, because if I were to answer your question, it is the ability to travel such diversity of peoples and landscapes and cities and towns. I mean, that's, to me, the magic of America, is that it is so many different places on such a grand scale, and you don't need a passport to go to any of them. So where is your favorite place, John? So one specific favorite place is, well, it was 11 Madison Park until they went vegan. Now I, now it is, it is no longer my favorite place, which is a restaurant. It's a restaurant, um, just in case you didn't know. You know, my favorite place in the entire country is probably the Grand Canyon. Ah, oh, nice. Up in there, yeah. Yeah, you did, did you go down, or did you just go to the... No, no, no. We, no, we actually, we did be with a helicopter, so yeah. Um, okay, well, I've hiked... I don't think they do that anymore. No, you, well, you can, you can do, still do helicopter rides, but I've hiked down, spent a few nights down there doing other hiking trips, and hiked back up. Really? It is a remarkable, remarkable place on Earth. Really not is. not far away from Vegas. No, not far away at all from really? Vegas. No one said Vegas, right? You could. No one here said Vegas. Nobody said that Vegas. Vegas has changed a lot since I've been. So, and like I flew over it. So, no good for me. It's more of a family town now than in its battle. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, they they figured out that families would come, the degenerate members would go gamble, and the others would go see a show. They'd all eat, and Vegas would make a fortune on all all of them, and it's worked perfectly. and they've legalized marijuana, I hear, as well, since the last time I was there. That's, that's happening everywhere now, even in Texas. It's a misdemeanor now, and you get a warning parking ticket. 
Oh, although, uh, if you do want to see uh, Las Vegas in a different light, if you've got Netflix, watch Army of the Dead as I did last week, and you'll see Las Vegas <laughs> in a different light. Yes, yes, a zombie well. light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, oh, Nigel. Anyway, moving on. Uh, it's old Ziggy Stardust in his freshly painted England face. Evening. Oh, he looks smart there. Have you seen uh, Young question... Molly? I've done a Daphne now. Oh, I've not seen got to that. Looking good. All right. Evening all, it says Dave. He's got a question for our friends across the pond. Right. What's the US equivalent of being a tanner or an out tanner? Is there a snobbery amongst US West Ham fans, depending on if you're born British or not? Oh, good question. That's a good question. Have no, you I'll, I'll take the, the snob, they're not amongst West Ham fans. I mean, because we're all outsiders, right? We, we, none of us have East End lineage. Um, and, and so it's just a different approach to being a follower of the team. But... The, the American equivalent uh, to what I think you're talking about uh, is called townies. And ah. basically, when you, get, when you get like a university uh, or other big complex that moves into a town or has been there forever, like, for example, Yale University, which, you know, for you is a new university for us, goes back basically to our founding 17th century, to this day, all those people who come in for four years and then leave are considered with quite disdain by the folks who were born, raised, and never left the town of New Haven. And you see that repeated in Cambridge for Harvard and, and even Austin, right, for U University of Texas or any place where there's like a big university. There's, there's sort of what they call the town and gown conflict. And I think that's the closest that you might come to some of what... Uh, you know, uh, you guys have shown us, Nigel, especially uh, in East London. Is redneck a term of endearment or a hillbilly or not in America? I, I think it's lost no. its power at this point. It used to not be after very Dave's much an insult. No, yes, maybe it'll come back now. Because of Dave's <laughs> but, um, you know, it, 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 it used to be quite the put down, but it's it's really fading away. Mm. So, so leading on from that, and I want honest answers, you two. Do you think being classed as an out of towner is insulting? Do you find it? Do you think it's you know? Do you feel insulted or no? And I'll tell you why. Um, I think it's really, you know, when we became fans, uh, and I, I'll just speak for me, right? I didn't know jack shit about West Ham's origins and stuff. I, I had to learn it. Um, I remember the first time Nigel took me on the tour, right? And said, this is where it's coming from. Nigel does not expect me to become, for that to become the way I, I look at West Ham, right? I, I can never be a pretender and say, uh, you know, God, I know all about uh, the working man strife in East End and how that, you know, helped form the club. Uh, and so that's now me uh, because I, I don't come from there. But Nigel very much respects that I was interested, that I understand that that's part of the club heritage. 
and, 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 and care enough to know about it. And so in the end, right, uh, he, I don't mind that I will always be an out-of-towner. I will never be of the East End because I'm accepted as being a supporter who at least understands where the club came from. Uh, and that's good enough for me. Yeah, no, I just wanted to, yeah, because obviously some people may think I look down on people, but you've been out with me and you know that that's not the case. Yeah. And I mean, I know you love the club so much, you forced your daughter to go on the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I, she, she, for those who don't know, she had an internship with the team uh, while she was in college. I went over for a semester that was unfortunately cut short by uh, COVID. And I said, before you step in, your first day, I want you to take the tour with Nigel so you understand what this is about. And Nigel was yeah, amazing. I did, uh, I did look after. I gave him a quick tour rather than made a walk because I didn't. <laughs> I, I, think, I think after three hours she may have been bored, but we, we did it. But she she was good. She was good fun, and she I, I think she uh, enjoyed it. <laughs> she did. Anyway, uh, next up, thanks for that, uh, Dave. Uh, Sean, quickly, what's the dog's name? What well, my dog, Ryan? Yeah. Riley. Riley. Oh, Riley. There you go, Riley. Living the life of Riley. Dave, Dave said he had to be oh, back yeah. at half seven, so I don't know if he's got an important wine meeting. You better check out no, he his time. All right. He's I'm here. Let's go. Oh, uh, Dave, uh, I mean, you can yeah. quickly answer about my question. The out of town. Did it, did you... No, I, I've heard your out, in a, out of towner arguments on the pod all the time. No, not at all. And I've done the walk with you twice. Uh, I don't take it as an insult at all. I mean, if, if you love the club and you, and you follow it and you take it to your heart, you know, it doesn't really matter where you are. You know, as you like to say, you know, when you're West Ham, you're all, we're all West Ham. It doesn't matter yeah. you know, where you come from and you know, what your background is or, you know, in many ways, whether you're, you know, Brady out or, or not. Brady if, out. If you're West Ham, you're West Ham. Brady out. Or Brady but, in. You know, we're all West Ham. So I, I, I don't take it. I don't take it at all. At all. I love being invited in to visit because it's incredible fun. I'll tell you a secret. Dave's just ordered his own proper uh, headphones and microphones so he can um, um, he can take part in future transatlantic. Um, Transatlantic. Sorry about that. Anyway, thanks for that. Oh, Nolan, he's next up. Good to see Moyes has signed a new contract. Does it mean he will act a bit quicker with signings if he knows what he wants? Have any players caught the eye in the Euros so far that could fit our profile? Bit early yet for that, Paul. Why did the ticket off send me an email to renew my season ticket when I've done it? It's called spam. That worries me as well. Question for the American guests, if you can answer. Why would you call it soccer? I think that was our word. I think it was our it word. It is. I think, yeah. I think it, it is. It's football. That's where it comes from. All right, well, answer yeah. question five, then. Skip that. Uh, question <laughs> five, Mr. Noland. Fixture list comes out next week. Uh, put your thinking caps on. Who do you think will get first? And you can't say the team the previous person has said. So I want five different answers. I'm going to go to John first. I'm sorry, you, you cut out again. Say it. Say it again. Oh, 
Who do you think we're going to play first game of the season? You've got uh, nine teams to choose from. I think it's going to. I think they're going to give us a tough opponent. I think it's going to be Spurs. Do. I think it's going to be Spurs, and uh, I think uh, we are going to win. All right, Dave. Leicester away. It's always away. We never start at home. Leicester away. Leicester away. Uh, Len? Arsenal away. Arsenal away. Oh my God, uh, I did say a big team. I'll go uh, Man City home. Sean? Brentford away. It's just over the Q Bridge. It's really close for me. So uh, <laughs> Brentford away would be uh, uh, very easy to get to. Oh, First game of the season. It's a turn up. Yeah, <laughs> he don't need to worry. I about might that, be. Then. I might get lucky in the ballot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. Kira Knightley's brother Tim has joined because Kira's a big West Ham fan. This is Tim Knightley. This is evening, gents. He said, "I'm a relative newcomer to this pod. Well, welcome, Tim. It's a virgin, and you're breaking your cherry or losing it, whatever we call it." Uh, Andrew Hall, uh, bless him recommended it a few months ago. He says, is Declan Rice a future England captain? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Anyone? Easy. Yes. 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 100%. Yes. 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 Right, that's five yeses. Uh, I think he's there. Even though I will Mom's say, birthday. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, uh, that is true. Uh, I will say. Yeah, Brenda's birthday. Calvin Don't forget Phillips. Brenda's birthday. It's very good. No, I've told you so. We'll sing happy birthday at the end. It's Brenda's birthday. Don't forget Brenda's birthday. Brenda's birthday. Thank you for that. Nick Harvey, evening, gents. Uh, apparently, Nick is a top fan, according to Facebook. I noticed that. Because I don't know where that's come from. But anyway. Uh, anybody else's? Only, only. No, Who is nobody it? Oh, else has got that. AI Nick Sean. Harvey. Oh, oh, Nick Harvey. No, this, All is, right. this is Nick Harvey. All right, not I. All right. No, not AI Sean. It's Nick Harvey from Yorkshire. 
East Riding uh, of Yorkshire. Aye. What, East Riding. If yeah. anybody knows what a riding Hull. is. All oh, right, there you go. Stuart Pearson's from there. He is. He is. And Nick Barnby. Not that he played for us. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, evening, now, gents. Has anyone seen... Uh, is there any players in the Euros have stood out? No, not yet. Oh, they look all a bit rusty to me. Yarmolenko. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh, you know, they look to me, they look tired. I think it's been a really long year, and I unfortunately, I think that the, the, the football is going to suffer for it as we get deeper into this tournament. Who's the boys think is going to win? England. Italy. Italy? Italy. Dark horse. Yeah, they did look good, like, actually. like their team. Belgium. France. Ireland. Oh, no, they're not in it. <laughs> I did think Italy, to be fair, after watching. That was the most un-Italian performance I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, very Martin, attacking. Uh, yeah, very attacking. Martin Rose Sports says, evening all. Name four... He's greedy. Uh, name four strikers you would like to see us go for either to buy or loan within our budget. Four within our budget. He's having a laugh. Oh. Thanks for keeping the podcast going. You're welcome, Martin. So let's all just chip in one each and he'll get five, won't he? So five. So name one striker you'd like us to sign within our budget. Oh, uh, we've got Dave Sean, what is our budget? All right. Well, there you go. That's points. <laughs> What's our budget? What do you reckon for a striker? I'll give it forty million. So I've just set the budget. Oh, yeah, thirty-five million. million actually for a striker. For forty million for a striker. Dave, you first. The the guy in Czechoslovakia, Sima. Sima Abdullah Sima, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Uh, next up will be J.R. Ewing. J.R. Ewing says, how about Diego Costa? What? Well, that's a bit cheaper, <laughs> but all right. You can say he's entitled to it. Leonard? <laughs> um, Anatavic. Anatavic. Oh. Arnie. Arnie. You'd bring back Arnie. Right, Sean. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, That's a struggle for you, then. Will Brentford boy. Will Kurst. Um, Tony. Um, I can't I remember. He's, he's a Bundesliga guy. A Bundesliga guy? Bundesliga. Oh, Bundesliga guy. <laughs> Bundesliga. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, probably so not a good one. He's scouring Wikipedia for. I am trying to remain. Striker. He's not just a vacuum. No, no, no. He's um. What nationality? Uh, he, he, he's um. Honduran, I think. Honduran. Yeah. Anyway, him. He's supposed to be the the bee's knees. It will come back to me what his name is in a minute. Carry on, I'll come back. I'll Google it. All right, thanks. That just leaves me to come up with a striker. Uh, yeah. 
I, I, don't, I don't really want to look. I wouldn't look foreign. I must admit, I'd want to look more unbased. Um, I, I, I mean, I would. I mean, the Ivan Tony is the one that looks out, but it's Brentford are going to let him go. Tell you no, what, I tempt, I tempt Norwich with Pookie. I think he'd do a good turn. What about the guy Blackburn? Strong. Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Stretch, as he's known. Um, I don't know actually. I've not really watched Blackburn, but uh, Pook did it in the Premier League and did it in the Championship. So. Well, he did it for a month. Oh, all right. Split it. Uh, next up, it's Ariel Osterbo. Good old Ariel. It's his face paint. Ingerland. And he spelled Inger like it was like Norwegian. So welcome, Ariel Osterbo. Uh, I'm guessing he's from Norway. I can't, I can't remember or who he is. Yeah. Is he Icelandic? No, it's, it's, I think it's Norway. I'm, I'm going, yeah. if I had a 50-50. Well, Harold, let us know. Harold! He's now going to be known as Harold. I'll, I'll do it now. I'll, I'll have a look. Now. Have a look where Harold uh, Ost, no. Ostbo uh, comes from. Uh, David John Busey just says, come on, England. And uh, there you go. And Canning Town Len delivers. Evening, gentlemen, says friend of the show. Yeah, Ian Norway. Norway, I was like, yeah. Uh, I thought it was Norway because it has that laugh through the O, right? You know, I always remember Eggie Washington had that, that O. Uh, Ian and Jen, is it true Lingard's now aired his differences with Ole? And when can we expect the movement in the transfer market? Really sure we'll leave that for you. By the way, it's a, he's, he's Dutch striker. Who? Woot. What? Weghorst. Woot. Oh, right. Weg, uh, Weg Horst. He's in the Euros. He's in the Bundesliga, but he's a Dutch striker. Anyway, sorry, what was the question, Nigel? The question was, when can we expect... Uh, is it true Lingard has aired his differences with Ole? I don't uh, know. I mean, uh, we're hearing different things. We, we saw him, obviously, in England top with Rice and the Parrot. He's told West Ham people he loves it and he wants to come back. The son of Rum reports that you know, and he probably is telling us maybe a different tale to his Man United people. You know, if he could be sure of, I'm sure, getting a regular place at Man United, why wouldn't he want to go back? Let's be honest, he's a professional footballer. And the answer is, there's only one person in control here, and that's Jesse Lingard. If uh, he will decide what's best for him and his career, which is, I don't think we can criticise that. Um... So unless you can read Jesse Lingard's mind, the answer is he'll tell people what they want to hear at the time, I guess, including Solskjaer, including his Man United friends, including his um, West Ham friends. Right. Uh, rushing through, we've got two more to go. Scott Crosland says, all right, Len, I've not commented here for a while, but it'll be good to reiterate to Brady out. Brady out. Always Brady welcome, out. Scott. Always welcome. And last but not least, it's Andrew Hall, who wants his portrait, and he's, right he's on all the in Jersey. Brady, out, out, out. Brady, Brady out, 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 out. 
No, and I know right, John's yeah. going to drop off, so we're going to get his prediction right. before he leaves. Because oh, I know no. you've got... Go on. As it's Andrew, it's Mum's birthday, who is oh, yeah. a loyal listener to more than just a podcast. So for Andrew's mum, Brenda Hall, we would all like to sing, and everybody will sing. Yeah, One, including John. two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to Happy birthday Ninety-two people. Uh, John, we know you've got to leave. Um, prediction: We're doing England prediction because USA are not in in Europe. Well, not officially. Um, your president is here though. Not um, unofficially. Um, in Cornwall, if he's still here. Um, right. Prediction for England versus uh, Scotland. Where do you loyal? To, what score do you think it will be on Friday? Uh, I think it will be. Uh, high scoring, but it will leave everybody uh, with something to wish for. Two-two draw. Desmond, John, I know you've got a meeting because it's in the middle of the day. Thanks for being our guest on More Than Just a Podcast. Don't be a stranger. Come back soon, and we hope to see you in the poor seats very soon at the London Stadium. Cheers, John. <laughs> Cheers, guys. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Bye, John. Bye. Right. right, what else we got, Shipman? Dave's prediction. Huh? Well, uh, I thought you had some. Uh, questions. I thought you had some. Uh, some Twitter that you wanted to go through first. Oh, we got Twitter. Andrew, Who's he? That's me. Yeah, sorry, I, I thought I knew it. I knew it'd be you. That's yeah, me. Right. Sorry. <laughs> John, what have we uh, told you? Oh no, we've, we've had the really guy you. I knew it was him. Uh, so, Twitter. Sorry, I'm just looking. Um, so it gives me time to do Andrew's yeah, portrait. One. You can dilly dally so if you like. I can't find any on Twitter. You've got the agenda podcast. If you look back on our WhatsApp group, you've got the one from yesterday. Yeah, what one? What one? You've got the person who, who said that um, they wanted the rest of you to start a breakaway one, and you've got the other one about an agenda. If you look back on the... We're um, going to carry yeah, on eating, we're all going to do a breakaway one. <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. Oh, right, You're so, Fulton's uh, always hiding. It says, um, can George, John, Nigel and Len please form a breakaway podcast? I can't take any more of Sean. We're down How to do seven we feel? I'm afraid, chaps. I mean... It's all right, he's left, so you won't need to... You know, he's gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. Has he left, sir, do you know? Well, he says he's not going to listen anymore. But don't oh, be well, like that. Just ignore him. Yeah. You've got a ton of eight people, mate. You know what they're like. You've got to have both sides of the story. To know that we're do. right, we've got to listen we to the a, wrong bit from Sean. We need a dimbo on here, otherwise it'll be boring. 
Why not, Sean? How about the agenda one? I'm looking for it. While we're waiting, um, Dave, your prediction, England versus Scotland on Friday. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think 4-0. To who? England. Oh, good. I just don't, I mean... Len? It was... Well, I mean, you've always to be cautious because it's the old enemy and they'll be up for the it. The Rouse Cup. Do you remember the like. Rouse Cup? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Why was it called that, Storm? I don't know. I know. Yeah, it's the so Stanley, Stanley Rouse. Rouse was the president of the FA. Or was he? Yeah. I think he, he went to FIFA at one point. Yeah, I think... Um, In the 60s. I won't say it. I won't say it. Read up about Stanley Rouse. So what did you say? What's your score line? What? You what? asked but you asked me England Scotland question. I didn't give you a score line, did I? I will say I think England win two nil. Okay. But I'm gonna go might have been five or six. By the way, I'm gonna go one nil again. I will say last week I said one nil and I got it right, obviously, for um Croatia. Nigel, final from you. Uh I can't find the agenda. I've lost this week's agenda. I will find it. Um, find you, it. you do your run one then. Uh, I've, uh, I've watched the Scots today, and they attacked a lot, and and were unfortunate in a way. And and the wonder goal, the second goal was like unbelievable. To be fair, uh, the second check goal. I'd, 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 the only thing is it'd be like a Premier League game, so I'm erring down the side of a draw. Score draw. Is that where you put in your Super 6? Uh, I haven't done Super 6 yet for that. We've got to finish today's game before we go for it. Actually, no. I'll go, actually, for a 2-0 England win. Okay. Even though, actually, I should have said I forgot. Um, I, I weren't going to give you a prediction because... Obviously, I'm doing. I'm covering the Euros with Wise Men Say podcast. Hey, I thought you weren't going to spread yourselves too thin, and and now you go off and talk to another podcast. Who's well, doing the podcast? Nigel. Uh, Nigel, you do the podcast with Sunderland fans. Who I introduced him to in the first place. Spread yourself thin, that you can't be fucking thinner to get up there. I know. I thought you. He said last week I'm doing this and that in the Euros. Well, the Euros started. What you done? I've been very busy in building Yeah, we've all been busy. You can see I'm busy. Yeah. You multitask, so, uh, didn't you? I think uh, a first article will drop tomorrow after the first round of games. So, after tonight's games. Anyway, I, I found it. It's from Woody. Um, can you ping it over so we can all sit and check it off together? Oh, yeah. So, let me just send it to you. Yeah, make sure we've done it all. Um... And and just by the way, while I'm doing this, I do want to apologise for the clicking sound last. For those of you who heard the clicking sound, um, that was me. Um, basically, with this new software, I <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to convert it very boring into a WAV file to an MP3, and I use GarageBand, and 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 I left the metro by default a metronome comes on, and I left the metronome on. So apologies for both people who listen to a metronome. There will be no metronome. 
this week. Well, they probably won't week. be listening this week because they've probably had enough of it. Yeah, anyway, I've sent that to you. So if we right, are going we out, go. should we so check this, off the agenda? So let's check it. So intro, did we do right. an intro? Yeah, we did an intro. Yeah, Tick. we did. This is, can I just, this is uh, Woody's bingo or Woody's agenda bingo. So Woody has, has set up a bingo game for us to play. And basically on your gender. So we intro, check, we've done that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Right, ask everyone what they're doing and reply that you were recording a podcast. Did we do that? Well, yeah, I we did. Well, I I was doing a podcast, really. No, yeah, I did. I did. I, I said, I, most people oh, said I'm recording a podcast. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. 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 Right. Tick. Written. Well, I didn't. All right, well, well the majority yeah. rule. Come on, Len, let it go. All right, well, one thing we haven't done. We didn't even briefly mention the recent match or news. We oh, we did England, actually briefly Jules mention. Didn't watch it. Briefly mention recent news, match or news. The brief, recent news we briefly mentioned was um, David Moyes signing a new contract. So I think oh. we can tick that one as well. I, Len's right. We did briefly mention the match. Yeah, so I, I think because I, think that's a tick. I said you watched it on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, discuss football politics. Yeah, I think we did. We've done the whole town and stuff and the Brady and Brady is out. Is so politics? That's the Brady and Brady politics. out is definitely politics. So, yeah. I mean, no we haven't covered the ISC. No, that's morality. Yeah. We haven't covered the ISC minutes that we released or anything. No. I think we've let ourselves down. Oh, you have. We should have discussed we, the we ISC We had at minute. least half hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe sure. next yeah, week. You've got that. Yeah. Dear, oh, dear. Right. Uh... Hold up, Len, Len, your website, do you want to plug it? Oh, canningtownlen.com, you'll notice that if you are a Canning Town Len portrait holder, you're getting a free face painting. And I'll tell you what, Woody, what other podcasts out there are giving stuff away for free? Big math, hey? Um, <laughs> Carry on. Don't forget to read all your West Ham news at Clarence Hugh. Right, what's the next bit? Go. Plug your friend's uh, web, including Clarence Hugh. Done. So discuss football politics. Yeah, plug Big. friends' websites, including C and H. Oh, you've just done that. Well just done, done that. Yeah, yeah. That. Hold up, you little shit. Oi, oi, leave it alone. Leave oh, it alone. Oh, yeah. No, I'm oh, not having all it. All there, right. all there. Bicker like oh, children. You write a boulder. Yeah, we bicker like children. Shut up. All right. Goodbye. And uh, no, 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 it's at the end. Like Bye. Anyway, actually, we should do that last bit on the agenda, which is I've been Sean. Nigel's been uh, shedding. Uh, Len has been face painting all my customers who I love immensely. And David Holdsink has been selling wine. Come on, you irons. Oh. Come on, you irons. I really need to sign my shit up. Bye. Do a bye. Thanks for feedback, Woody. Childish bye. We love you really, Woody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 